Hello and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Iron Sea. Not the first unofficial Keen podcast, but we're definitely the one with new WR flashing next to its time. Coming up on today's edition, we'll be asking why 500,000 people downloaded Spiraling. And why 490,000 of them somehow didn't manage to download last week's Beyond the Iron Sea straight afterwards. We've got news of Keen's live setup for their forthcoming return to the stage. And we've got some more of your thoughts on Spiraling. We held back some of the crazier ones just for kicks. So take off your shoes, jets in your pants and settle in for another edition of Beyond the Iron Sea. It's been a week since Keane's surprising new track Spiralling was revealed via the band's website. And if you didn't manage to download it for free from the site, it's too late, it has gone. Does, does that mean I'll never be able to download a copy then? No Chris, my word, it does not. You can download it now from all your favourite digital music stores. Like Warchild Music? Well, no. Seven Digital? Mm, not yet. E-Music? Look, look, it's it's on iTunes. Everyone uses iTunes. Use them. It's there. Alright, okay. Amazingly, Spiralling was downloaded over half a million times in the week that it was available, despite limited publicity away from the radio airwaves. To put that into context, um, a similar experiment by Coreplay attracted two million downloads. Um, but that had, you know, blanket press coverage, free mm. seven inch of the single was given away with um, Enemy, which is a music magazine. Former music magazine, Enemy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, despite only having had a few days behind it, it's also making inroads into the UK airplay chart. It's all over commercial radio and uh, Radio 1. I think it's on the A playlist now, I think. Yeah, and uh, we've been hearing from our friends across in America that it's beginning to receive players on the radio over there, too. Um, not bad then. Uh, and given that there's still two months before the record drops, it's some good terminology there. Excellent. That's not a bad start at all, in our opinion. Beyond the Keen have gone public with details of their gig at London's Kentish Town Forum on Monday, September the 29th. The gig will begin a series of live shows at the venue hosted by music magazine Q, with other universal artists including Razorlight and Sugar Babes making appearances during the run. Yep, as we've already said, tickets for the show will be very hard to get your hands on, with only 2,000 available. Those will go on sale on Friday, September the 1st at 9am via Q's ticket website, allowed.com. Yep, uh, there's no information at the moment about a pre-sale for the band's registered fans, um, but we'd advise you to register on the website, just in case. So, right now, the band are approaching that tricky period that comes between recording and touring, where they're busy trying to nail down how to play those complex new songs live. And also doing a bit of promotion. Um, Tom's been phoning into various radio shows like Lamac and Virgin Radio and Joe Wiley this week. Um, we also believe, or have been led to believe anyway, that there is going to be an interview with the band uh, over at Q Magazine, and that should be in the October 2008 issue. Um, yeah, should be a biggie, so keep your eye out for that. So, the live show itself, uh, as we've heard from the single, it's complex stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a little bit of a speculate about this last time out, um, but with it coming ever closer, we thought we'd revisit that. And Something that will definitely be a part of the live show will be Mr. Jesse Quinn. We can reveal that he has been rehearsing with the band and will be appearing with them at the Forum show in September. Yep, in a posting on his personal blog, Jesse wrote, I'm very excited about the Keen album being out soon and I can't wait to start touring. It's a complete classic. Yep, positive words there from the mighty Quim. You've been all in favour of some of the more complex parts, bringing a, a guitar into, into play. 
Tell us a bit more about the the kitar for those who aren't familiar with it. A kitar is like a little keyboard that that you hold like a guitar, and it, it's basically the most cheesy thing you can possibly imagine. I understand that Tim actually was thinking about one, or maybe bought one way back in 2004. So I think it's time to get that out of the closet. It's bas- basically like a piano, but far more masturbatory, if I can <laughs>、uh, put it like that.、Um, I think it will really add something to the, the spectacle of the live show, as, as dramatic as it is watching him bang away at a baby grand at the moment. I think having a kitar is、uh, that's a grand gesture if ever there was one. Yep.、Uh, one of the things we talked about last week as well was、uh, Jesse's involvement. Now we, we know he plays bass, but we've also seen him in YouTube videos playing guitar, and I understand he plays violin as well. I think, and there's def- certainly some violin on the new album. Uh, according to an interview with Mart, so、um, you can imagine him doing all sorts of things and swapping from instrument to instrument as some sort of background. I- I'd love to see that. I really would.、Um, we also wouldn't rule out the fact that, in, in all of the distraction of one person being added to the mix, it would be a great opportunity to add another session person as well.、Um, something that a lot of people don't seem to have, have you know, considered as, as being possible.、Um, Yeah, if you've got four, why not five? Exactly, and if you've got five, one, and and so on and so forth,、um, until you've got twenty people on stage. But if the if the abandoning of the laptop is is serious, then there's no reason why there there couldn't be a you know, dozen people involved, it, yeah, whether, whether on stage or off. I imagine that they'll want to keep the dynamic of、uh, perhaps a maximum of four of them. Um, but it's you know it does raise the possibility, doesn't it? Well, I think after two albums, everyone knows you know the key now, the th-、uh, strong three piece, and they'll certainly do the acoustic stuff as as a three piece.、Mm-hmm. I, I would guess. I mean, there's a great Talking Heads DVD where you see more and more people come on on screen. So、um, stop making sense is yes,、um, which I owe you and I will bring back at、Thank、some、you. stage as soon as I find it. It's on my desk or something,、um, but. Basically, it it starts off with a, a, the nucleus of the band, and more people join song to song to song to the point where you've got loads of people at the end. It, it's brilliant. King could do something just like that, I reckon. Yeah, to the to the point where you've got you know like a full choir join for the end for for bed shaped or an orchestra. These are grand grand ideas, but it, it gives you an example of what could be done potentially. And we also don't know how much guitar features on the record. If Tom's going to be holding an electric guitar for half the set as well, is, is, is that going to restrict him running around? Do you think?、Um, one would like to think so.、Um, <laughs> well, I can remember you saying after the,、um, I think it was you saw the band in Dublin、um, when they played the two huge shows、uh, last、yep. summer,、um, and the speed is up, can't stop now. May as well have been the, the Benny Hill theme tune as Tom sprinted around the stage, being groped by middle-aged women.、Um, And to be honest, anything to keep him in one place. I don't care if it needs, you know, a, a very, very heavy guitar or, or manacles.、Um, but <laughs> there's that video on YouTube, isn't there, of、um, them playing "That's All" by Genesis,、um, where he's playing guitar, but he still manages to go, go up and down the、uh, wank plank, so、uh, the ego ramp, as you might call it.、Um, It's all interesting, and the fact that we've only heard one track off the album, and yet our speculation、um, has only intensified since then.、Um, I think it just makes us eager to to hear a bit more. While the show at the Forum is the band's only current scheduled show, we also wouldn't rule out a warm-up show beforehand. Quite often, bands need to have a dry run before playing such a high-profile show, so it's eminently possible that there may be something else on their agenda.、Um, we don't know, to be honest, but it wouldn't surprise us either way. Yep, the live wheels are definitely in motion. So we promised you the last remnants of the spiraling correspondence. Yep, the best of the rest. Here we go then. 
Steve Maureen just had to send us this. I think Spiraling is the worst song they've ever recorded. I don't have a problem with them changing their style. I loved Under the Iron Sea, even though I thought it wasn't nearly as good as Hopes and Fears. But this new song, unfathomably bad. Well, Mr. Maureen, if that is your real name, you say unfathomably. But you managed to fathom it out enough to write a hundred words on it, didn't you? Hmm? Didn't you? Uh, yeah, cheers for emailing us, Steve. Uh, Lisa had this to say. When I first listened to it, I was really disappointed, because it's much harsher sounding than most of Keen's songs. However, by the time I had heard the whole song, I realised it's a very addicting tune. Great! Thanks, Lisa. We agree. It is very Moorish. Like Pringles. Or crack. Last but not least, we give the floor to Deb from Canada. This is her entire email, uncensored and in full. I should have known. All the red flags were waving madly in advance. Prince, talking heads, 80 synthesizers, why couldn't I stay away? Asking for a second opinion, I played it for my husband and two teenage kids, the oldest of which fell to the floor in a fit of hysterics. The consensus. Not only are they trying to mimic a really bad time period of music, but they are doing a piss-poor job of it. My husband reminded me of when Genesis put out Abacab, how up until then, the band, although still progressing, remained true to their sound. Then came Abacrap and all that garbage that followed. Can someone tell me why, in all due respect, Tim gives his best stuff to Gwen Stefani while providing his own band with this slop? It reminded me of something Tom said before playing the cover of your song. I believe he introduced it as an old Elton John song, and when they were grown, he added, before they went shit. Calm as a bitch, boys. Because someday, a band will be covering one of your earlier songs with the same snarky comment. Sincerely, Deb. Wow. So, keep your emails coming in to beyondtheinc at gmail.com And we'll be going back to the regular mailbox and answering your questions next time. We've come to the end of another Beatus. The weeks are just flying by now. You know, we're really not far away from having yet more keen to play for you. Yep, until then, sit tight and we'll keep you abreast of everything you need to know. Fire any missives or philanthropic offers too. Beyond the INC at gmail.com. And keep an eye on our website at the brand new address of www.beyondtheinc.com. One of these days, it might just surprise you. Hmm. But until next time, cheerio!